Hi everybody, it's Sloan Rhodes here. Welcome to the podcast. Today I have a very special guest. I have my daughter April Rhodes here in the studio to help with this podcast because April and I um, wanted to talk a little bit about the parent-child relationship and honoring each other in the way that we are as humans as opposed to just looking at each other in this sort of archetypal role as mother or daughter or, you know, child and parent. So I thought it'd be really interesting and really fun to have April here. So welcome, April. Thank you. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Um, so I kind of wanted to start today, April, just talking about, from your perspective, when things began to shift for you from looking at me solely as your mother mm-hmm. and began to see me more as a person. Do you remember if there was like a certain age that that happened or... I feel or, like, or has it happened? <laughs> no, you're just you're just plain old mom, you know. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't let, know. Me, let me just say that April is uh, 20 years old, and she is my middle daughter, and uh, she's a student at Seattle University. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I feel like it was a gradual. It was kind of a gradual transition, but I don't know. I don't know if it, was, if it was like when we moved here, or I felt like there was definitely a time, like middle school, high school era yes (laughs) I remember the whole puberty era and you know I feel like at that point you're no longer like my idol as you had always been (laughs) you were the enemy at a certain point um which is really funny and I don't know I feel like you are no longer like you know mom and there's mom I represented an obstacle (laughs) to your freedom (laughs) Well, I think what's really funny, just from my perspective, April, is when we talk about this it's, uh-huh. and remembering, you know, the arc of your life up to this <laughs> point and the arc of my life as well, that there, for me, in order to have a, a very strong and dynamic relationship with you and, of course, your sisters as well, but um, more specifically you in this moment, uh, was to sort of honor who you were in that moment as opposed to trying to bring in who you were like a month ago or a year ago, because, you know, there's so much shifting and growing that's occurring, not only as a parent, but especially for a young child. And so, you know, I think because we have kind of laid the groundwork up until puberty of, of sort of each other kind of honoring one another, even though it wasn't like an intention, like I'm going to honor my child. It wasn't anything so sort of, you know, uh, like that. It was just more a deep, love and honoring of, of, and recognition really that you were this little, little soul, you know, in this, in this little body. And, and so I think because we already had that kind of dynamic that by the time it hit puberty, you hit puberty, I was, uh, I'm not saying it wasn't kind of shocking sometimes at how, you know, how much you grew and changed in a very short period of time. But I think that, um, because we had that kind of bond already, it made it a little easier, at least from my perspective. How about from you from yours? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah, there was I don't think there was ever this like very conscious honoring, but I think that like we I feel like on every like everything we always had like discussions and I remember, you know, please come into my room, April. Let's we need to talk and like oh the horror. But like <laughs> no, I think there was always like a like a you know, very like human to human, like give and take conversation that we would have or like you would try to understand where I was coming from and I would try to understand where you were coming from or maybe not try so hard, but I would hear you out, Yes, you know, <laughs> meaning I would sit there and glare at you. But yeah, I feel like there was always like, I don't know, there was always like a very intentional, well, not how ten- intentional, but like we always, we always did have like discussions and we always like tried to work through it yeah. together. Um, 
and like evolve together so that we were kind of on the same page going forward. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, I mean, everyone's going to have their own relationship with their children, of course, but I do, I do think it, it makes it a little smoother if, um, if you can kind of look at each other from a, a little bit of a, a spiritual dimension <laughs> perspective as opposed to just the, the mother child or the father child or the parent child or whatever, because of course that's going to be first and foremost. And when your children are little, of course, your entire um, focus is on keeping them safe and, um, and secure. But as it kind of grows, you, you know, part of the, the spiritual lesson really is learning to let go, <laughs> learning to, you know, realize that, you know, there's very little that you can do to control them at a certain level and you have to give into the trust. And I think for me, that was really, and for many parents, it's one of the most difficult <laughs> aspects, like when to let go and when to, when to hold tight. And, um, but I think just in terms of spirituality, it's um, an amazing lesson in life, you know, because really we don't actually have control over anything. <laughs> um, and when we try to control our children in a way that is not honoring of who they are as, as dynamic, growing, evolving entities, it, it makes things very, very tough. And um, I think it's really cool when we can kind of get to this place that you and I are at now, April, where we can continue to have conversations about the, the growth that we're both experiencing because this is kind of a, a, a lot of rapid growth for you as a 20 year old and for me as well with um, all my children now gone <laughs> from the home and it's really nice to know that we can still have these conversations even though at times they can be awkward or uncomfortable yeah. um, but just in terms of um, your sense of spirituality in connection to like the parent-child relationship do you have did you ever have much sort of consciousness around that or is it always like you know, more kind of grounded in the fact that, you know, parent-child was the dynamic? No, I don't know. I feel like it's hard. I feel like it's hard to, like, see outside of your roles. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like you and I always had, like, a very, like, obvious connection. I don't know if it's because I'm like you, personality-wise, or, like, because I look like you, <laughs> or what. But, like, I feel like you were never just just my mom like you were always like a friend in a weird way too mm. and like that it was never like you know you're never like the, the cool mom who like acted younger you know it was never like that no offense. No. <laughs> you're still you're cool it's fine no um <laughs> okay dash dash my hopes <laughs> no but you know what I'm saying like yeah no I, know. I feel like we could always like joke around and we always like had a good time together and we, we could step outside of those roles at time and just, like, I don't know, see each other as people. and Yeah, I think, I really do think that as just as, you know, doing this podcast on kind of, like, the parent-child relationship and spirituality, I think one of the best ways to honor and love your child is to have a sense of humor <laughs> about the, the role itself, just that role of being a parent or the role of being a child and how, when you can kind of look at it from their perspective, me as a parent looking at it from, as a child perspective, mm -hmm. it really does help open up the communication because I think one of the biggest problems with parenting, you know, children is that, you know, they just don't, uh, once the communication shuts down and they don't respect you or you don't respect them or every, no one's telling each other anything, it's just, it, it gets very sticky. But one of the best ways to kind of break that open is, is to be able to laugh at yourself and to laugh at your, <laughs> at your child. <laughs> Which I know I did frequently because I, I found parenting being just so hilariously funny because you guys always made me laugh so hard unintentionally. Yeah. No, I feel like there was many a time where like, especially during my like, you know, crazy like puberty age, 
where I was just mad all the time. I feel like there were many times where we would, like, have discussions and, like, simultaneously be, like, I'd be, like, crying and laughing and, like, just the absurdity, I think, of it all is really funny. Yeah. And kind of, like, makes it easier when you both can just take a second and, like, laugh at how stupid your problems are together yeah. and, and work through it. Yeah, like the, I like that word absurdity because it is, it can be very absurd, the things that you get so triggered by so, as a parent yeah. or as a, as a daughter in your case, you know. Yeah, I, I remember like there were like the littlest things would like make me so upset at the time and it was always like, you know, you wouldn't let me stay at a friend's house like an hour longer or something or, and to me that was like the end of the world and you didn't trust me and I, you know, and it was this whole, it was this whole thing but like. I just think, yeah, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, we'd both kind of be like, okay, this is a little... Yeah, it's not... Why, why are we fighting? Why are we fighting? Because it would get, like, it would get very, like, upsetting and intense. Yeah. I, think, I think it's really fun to kind of extrapolate that whole thing and pull it out into the greater spiritual perspective because, you know, whenever we are in a place of, like... Uh, laughter or humor it, it's just another word for love and openness and surrender and and um and from a spiritual perspective that's what we're always trying to do is try to be more open and allowing and, and um, surrender to the divine and, and to have it show up so in your face in the parent-child relationship mm-hmm. in the way that you you just want to maintain that as a parent you want to maintain that sense of control because there's this false illusion that um this illusion that you know you're in control of your child but you know especially during puberty you realize that that is not true and but the more that you can kind of again from the from the spiritual perspective kind of have that sense of, of love and honoring just just other words for openness really but um, yeah but that does it does create elasticity and the um, ability to shift and create new understandings of one another is the humor I think I think so too yeah. I feel, yeah, it just kind of breaks that tension. Yeah. And you realize sometimes, you know, you get very entrenched in the role of parent or the role of I'm the rebellious child or whatever it might be in the moment. Um, But I also think that just in terms of um, recognizing, too, the transformation that occurs, the transformational arc, um, it really is a, a, a time of great spiritual growth as well, you know, because... You know, when the parent-child is all about um, the all-knowing one, right? The omnipotent, you know, God mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then the child breaks away and uh, and becomes its own sort of master of its universe mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and then ultimately you come back together in this place of oneness again. Yeah. Hopefully eventually. But it's it's kind of a... It's, it's, it's interesting. It is. And it's a fun day, I think, as a child, too, to, like, realize that your parent is not all-knowing <laughs> your parent is not omnipotent like I feel like it's it's a it's a fun day when you can look at your parent and be like oh you're flawed too like we can like we have can you know connect on that level yeah exactly I tell you it's a relief as a parent too to not have to try to <laughs> pretend anymore that, you know everything you know everything um because it really is absurd to think that we would yeah <laughs> and do you, like as a kid I remember like mom you know mom knows she's a grown-up yeah and no. Now you realize I was just making it up. Was yeah. Like, what, what As we all are. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, that's really funny. Well, April, it's been really fun talking about this with you, and I hope it was interesting to our, <laughs> to our, our listeners, um, just in terms of, you know, just a, a way to look at how we are all, all connected as parents and as children and, and how those connections can be very difficult and they can also be very joyful. And, of course, not all of us have had wonderful relationships with our parents and um, but I think the ultimate goal is to continually learn and grow and evolve and recognize your parents as having done the best they can regardless 
you know, because our parents come into this world with their own limitations, their own um, wounds, and a lot of times they're only able to care for us at the level that they can care for themselves. And um, it's, you know, that, that path to forgiveness of our parents can be a difficult one as adults, but it really is ultimately the greatest gift that you can give yourself to, um, to forgive your parents and to begin to remember that um, ultimately they do love you. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't always may not have always known how to show it because they were working through their own stuff. But either way, it's a very powerful um, relationship, and it's one of the, the biggest ones that um, we work through in a lifetime. So anyway, I hope that everyone enjoyed that, and we look forward to seeing you on another, or uh, talking with you at another podcast. Thanks, April. Yeah, thanks, Bob. <laughs>